Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. So, um... Who do you think are the heroes for this younger generation today? I mean, who are people like you with blog radio that you just found out that you blog radio shows? I mean, those are the heroes. Commend you for having this kind of discussion and commend your audience for this. My pleasure. Have a good evening. Today, I am honored to have as my guest the mayor of Durham, North Carolina, Mayor William V. Bell. Well, I appreciate it, man. Uh, I admire you for... You know, take on initiative. You know, Thank you. Nothing I can do. Continue to listen to Shirley's show and uh, <laughs> you know others that haven't. Invite them to do so also. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Phil Perry. Well, the honor is mine. I uh, got this uh, information, as you well know, through the record company. You came very highly recommended. You're listening to Bar Rock Live. And thank you so much for tuning in to Far Rock Live this Friday, March 13th. And don't let that scare you if you're superstitious. We have a lot to be thankful for this day. Today my guest is going to be Reginald E. Daniels, who is the author of the book Getting Along With You Know Who, A Practical Approach to Relationship Building. We're going to continue our series today, and this week we're going to be talking about how to handle difficult people. And you know those people. Usually difficult people is someone who is working from a rather negative perspective on life rather than looking at things from a positive aspect. And Reginald Daniels will join me, as I said. He's a minister who has made it his business to share God's Word as well as to teach us how to communicate effectively with our loved ones and our colleagues. Also joining me today is a dear friend, Henry Edmonds, and I have him on the line. Henry, how are you tonight? I'm fine, Shirley. Thanks for inviting me. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. Um, Henry will co-host the show with me tonight. He uh, has his B.S. degree from Shaw University, and he also holds a master's degree in secondary urban education. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that, Henry? Well, it's just what it says. It's an administrative degree uh, in education, uh, basically dealing with a lot of uh, counseling and uh, administration. And so you definitely, in your counseling work, you definitely deal with a lot of human relation issues, um, specifically people having either problems with themselves or in relationships that are bad with other people. Yeah, that and also, you know, I I have a pastor, former pastor, I'm retired pastor, and uh, uh, my a lot of experience in terms of counseling, uh, in my pastoral counseling and that kind of thing. 
And so you do get to work with a lot of people then in your um, pastoral capacity as well then. Correct. But, you know, a lot of times we don't have to be in a work-related situation because we deal with people on different levels every single day in every aspect of what we do, you know, whether it's conscious or unconscious, dealing with people that um, as we transact our, transact our business every day, as we just go about our daily lives, we're interacting with people on some level or another. You're correct. Uh, uh, there are transactions that take place uh, every day between between people, uh, and and uh, one of the things that I've learned quite early is that uh, many of the transactions that we have with people are not authentic transactions they are ulterior in motive mm. uh, which creates a real blockage of, of communication and and sometimes expectations are are not met because uh, we tend to have ulterior motives in our transactions that's an interesting point um, and that's so true and I guess that's a trust issue also, and especially in new relationships, because a lot of times you find yourself wondering what it is this person really wants from you. <laughs> you know, And then sometimes that would put us on a defensive, and those defense mechanisms go up, and we're, looking, we're trying to break through the facade that we see in this other person. And that tends to hinder relationships at some point. Don't you agree? For sure. I read a... Uh, I had a book when uh, when I was uh, studying uh, in the, for my uh, master's degree we, uh, called Transactional Analysis, and it, it, it dealt specifically with the transactions that we have uh, one with another. Uh, and oftentimes, uh, uh, in terms of our communication uh, with other people, we are are. Uh, using transactions that don't meet the expectations of of the receiver, uh, so the so the person who is uh, initiating a conversation may be uh, uh, using a transaction that from from the parent perspective, whereas the receiver is receiving it from a child perspective, and so uh, you have a cross transaction there. Uh, rather than adult adult transactions uh is either a parent child or adult parent adult child but never child child or adult adult or parent parent <laughs> that's an interesting point because sometimes people are in that adult role so much and especially parents who are used to being around children all day long Sometimes they carry that over in their adult world and have a tendency to talk to people as though they're child. They kind of talk down to them. Mm-hmm. And I guess that would also be a hindrance to the receiver Certainly. fully understanding the message that the uh, sender is trying to get across. And that would definitely it's, hinder the cum- communication process. Yeah, It's interesting that you should uh, get into this because my wife and I, are doing a, a a Sunday school a special Sunday school class right now. Mm-hmm. We're engaged in this Sunday school class that deals with uh, one of the areas that we dealt with was uh, these kinds of transactions, but uh, from between husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are five kinds of of uh, 
communication patterns that we we examined in these uh, uh, husband-wife relationships. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes they, uh, the, the expectation of the wife uh, from the husband is not met because of uh, a, a faulty transmission. And by that you mean faulty transmission. Is that the way that maybe the wife is communicating to the husband and she expects him to respond or behave a certain way? Well, uh, that and oftentimes uh, uh, in in terms of husband and wife, we we call these like five different love languages. Mm -hmm. And the wife, wife language that she's speaking is different from the husband's language that he's mm-hmm. that he thinks in and speaks in. So, uh, which creates the same kinds of, of faulty transactions that we were talking about in transactional analysis earlier. So she's sending signals and he's just not receiving he's it. He's not receiving it because he speaks a different language. I think what, there was language. a book written uh, that. Uh, He's from Mars and she's from Venus. I was that kind instantly of thing. reminded of that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Was it, is it David Gray? Is the name of the author or something? Gray. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, you're, you're right. So how do you think you can overcome that barrier? Because she's saying something. She thinks he's not listening or he's not understanding what she's saying. So how do you work through that? How would a couple work through that? Well, uh, the the I guess. It's, the, the the first thing is is to uh, uh, learn to be honest in your communications and in your uh, in your approach to each other. Uh, we learn at a very early age, at a very early age, even from childhood, to play games. Uh, there's another book that that I, I read uh, uh, during the time that I was uh, in an undergrad and graduate school. Uh, called uh, Games People Play mm-hmm. by Byrne. Uh, the b- book dealt with specifically the fact that uh, uh, we uh, we play games and we learn these games early in our early childhood, mm-hmm. and and these games follow us throughout life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that when when you develop a relationship with somebody, you're not developing an authentic relationship. You're you're developing a relationship based on the games you play. Mm, interesting. And then you get so used to playing those games, you just carry that on throughout your life, almost in all of your relationships. In all of your relationships, correct. Absolutely. And in, 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 in fact, uh, the, the real problem with that is that the game becomes you, becomes part of so much a part of you until, until you don't even know your own true self anymore. Mm-hmm. And that uh, uh, that every relationship that you are involved in is in the, is involved with this game that you play, and the game is a is a way of protecting yourself, uh, not not letting people come close to you, absolutely, <laughs> you know, uh, not letting them see your vulnerability. The the Bible uh, says that when you know uh, God made Eve and brought up to Adam, they were both naked and unashamed. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that they were unclothed, but they were 
naked in terms of being honest and open. Mm-hmm. And what we learn from childhood on up is not to be honest and open, but closed and dishonest. Hmm, that's interesting. And we pick that up because, um, especially as kids, we have a tendency to exaggerate. I guess it can also be attributed to um, what is the story of um, um, the, the was it the three little pigs where they kept telling a lie and nobody believed? Oh, the boy who cried wolf. The boy who cried wolf. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then not being believed, so I guess we tend to develop those stories as we go along, you know, because people would tend to believe that rather than the truth. And so well, like I said before, it, it, it protects us. It's mm-hmm. a way Absolutely. of protecting us from being vulnerable and Absolutely. being hurt. Nobody wants to be hurt. Absolutely. So so we we develop a facade and uh, that does not let people come into uh, the real you and see the real you and know the real you and find out where you're vulnerable so that you can be hurt. Absolutely, and thank you so much for that input, Henry. And I do believe we have Reginald Daniels on the line. Hey, how's everybody? Good evening. How are you doing, Reginald? <laughs> doing good, doing good. good thank to... you so much for joining us. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. And how are you doing this evening? I'm doing fine. I'm sorry, uh just a tad bit late trying to get these <laughs> the gadgets and all together. Oh, that's and, quite uh, all right. Yeah, but uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're here because I'm excited about your book. I just learned about it and read a little bit, a brief uh, introduction about it. But uh, it sounds yeah. like a, a really uh, good uh, uh, piece of writing. And uh, it is yes, definitely a good read. Yes, sir. Well, yeah, it's 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 definitely um, it's it's going pretty good. Uh, we uh, sales are, are are going pretty good and everything, and we just we got off uh, to a good start, and it's it's going pretty good both both locally and uh, um, nationally now. It's beginning to pick up. Great. So we're excited about it. So where did you get the idea to come up? I mean, the title itself is quite catchy, Getting Along With You-Know-Who, because we all have a you-know-who or two (laughs) in our lives that we deal with on a regular basis. That's right. That's interesting. Um, Most people uh, that I come across, I mean, the title is one of the the first, uh, that's one of the first questions that they usually ask me. How, How did you come with that title? It's so catching and, and all and it's funny uh the title was actually inspired um about a year and a half ago while i was speaking to an audience i'm a minister as well as a public speaker and it was funny uh because at that time the topic for that particular speech was um in regards to love don't know exactly the the specific title but it was uh centered around the, the topic of love and the uh, the amazing thing about it was that while I was speaking, I made a comment about um, treating others right, and I later went on to say, and I'm just paraphrasing that you you even have to love you know who, 
And uh, right then and there, while I was speaking, the words, you know who, just, I mean, they just stuck out with uh, uh, with me. And I, I, was, I knew I was on to something. I knew it was something about those words that I had to do. Uh, that I had to do something with it, with them, and they just stuck with me like glue. And uh, I knew that there was something there because I couldn't get the words out of my mind, that my mind for nothing, even during that, during the duration of that speech, as well as afterwards. And it was shortly after that that I, that I knew that I needed to include the words "you know who" in, uh, in, in, in a book. Or something. I, I didn't know at that time what I needed to do with it, but but later on, the the, the uh, I was inspired to write the book, and I and I knew that I needed to kind of center the the subject matter around um, you know who, and so the Lord inspired me to write the book um, about relationships or overcoming challenged relationships, and then that, I kind of put it all together, the title and the um, Material together, so that's how I come up with the title. But I, it's interesting. I get, a, I get. That's usually the first question that I'm usually asked. Um, it, it's usually in regards to the title. Well, it's definitely a fitting title for the topic of our uh, discussion today, which is how to get along with difficult people. And like right. I indicated earlier, we all have a you know who or two oh, in yeah. our lives. Um, and, and as far as the context, I mean, just looking at the table of contents in the book uh, is right. quite fascinating. And these are things that we deal with every day. These every, are real right. issues, you know, that we, right. we deal with. And this is a book that can help guide us in looking for certain uh, traits and characteristics in these individuals and also gives you a little hint or two on how to deal with those people. Uh, right. One, one of the things that you talk about very early in the book is bad attitude, and that's oh, yeah. typically a part of you know who's makeup. That's right, that's right. Yeah, the, the, the I, I make you know who the center. Um, I put a, a very strong emphasis on on you know who, and I make it clear uh, throughout the book that um, you know who could be anywhere at any time, <laughs> and uh, uh, in any environment. Uh, at home, work, um, anywhere you, you have people or people are assembled, um, you know who can be represented. And uh, I knew that that uh, I needed to to put this this material together for, and it, it was put together for, for Christians in particular. That's my target um, um, audience. And um, I wanted to be sure that I, I try to include the the characteristics that makes up the you know who, so that we'll be uh, positioned to identify them as we uh, go or live or or dwell or in in these various environments. And some of the warning signs or the characteristics, as we as I uh, explain in the book. Uh, one is selfishness. Um, you know, they're selfish. Um, they're, they're usually, you know, it's my way or the highway type of, uh, you know, attitude. And, mm-hmm. and you said that you, you alluded earlier to the bad attitude. Oh, that's one of the, the main <laughs> characteristics that you 
uh, you will find in the you-know-whos or the people that uh, who are hard to get along with. Uh, they're, they're often controversial uh, and negative or, or very pessimistic by nature. Uh, they're confrontational. And uh, I often, I even included a, a gossip component down um, there, you know, and I, they have a hard time, as I explain in the book, they have a hard time what I call processing information. Mm-hmm. You know, we all get information, and uh, but it, it's how you process that information is what makes the difference. One of the things that okay. uh, Henry and I were talking about before you came on the line is that these defense mechanisms that people put up in these facades that they hide behind. Now, would that be a characteristic of a you-know-who person that they have? That's a defense mechanism for them uh, for some underlying issue that maybe they don't want to deal with, they don't want to face about themselves. And oh so yeah. One of the points that you made is that they're also bullies. Like they try to yeah. dominate conversations, et cetera. So that's could right. that possibly be a defense mechanism for well, something else that's going on with them? Definitely. In fact, uh, I cover, I touch on on that um, some throughout the book as well. Uh, that they have internal issues that they are usually dealing with or have been have been dealing with over the course of. Um, maybe over the, a short period of their lives, or, or, or and even in some t- some cases over the long uh, longer term of their lives, um, there are internal issues that they are usually dealing with that they're not um, they're not in a position to to address or don't even realize that they have the, those issues. But, yeah, there are those underlying issues that, that they are dealing with internally that manifest themselves externally. externally. And this is what we usually, uh, these are the characteristics that we usually um, face with them. You know, But, yeah, it's, it's an internal uh, issue that they're, they're facing. And it's, it's funny you use, um, the term uh, bullying because this is what inspired me to write the book. Uh, when I was a little boy around the fourth or fifth grade, we ha- we actually we had a bully in our school who caused havoc in in the lives of the majority of the students, and everybody was scared of this guy. He was he bullied everybody in the class, in the lunchroom, at the playground, and if you told the teachers about him, he'd even get worse. And uh, I really believe that everything in our lives helped to shape us to be um, the vessels that God has called us to be. And I have two children myself, ages 11 and 7, and I always said that I uh, never hope, I, I hope that they never had to experience what I had to go through in terms of bullying with this guy. I mean, I feel that my experience, experiences with this one bully uh, in a addition to my low tolerance for bullying in general is what really propelled me to write this book. And I kind of channeled my lessons learned and with my ministry leadership experience, and, and, and I put it all in written form with the hopes of just helping people to get along better with their peers. Mm-hmm. Henry, did you want to add anything to that? No, I think I think that's uh, you know it's it's a challenge 
to uh, to all of us to try to to get along with people who are hard cases. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but often, like I, I found that you may not be able to change that person, and in fact, uh, you probably are never effort to change that person. That's but you right. can change your response to that person. That's right. Um, and um, that's uh, that's the only thing that you have control over is yourself. That's right. Uh, that's right. And that's it's interesting. And we, yeah, and that's so true. Um, one, there's a passage of scripture that uh, kind of that I ran across uh, when I was preparing uh, the material uh, for the book. And uh, I also I also use it in my seminars also when I'm doing my relationship seminars uh, around the content of the book. Uh, and the scripture is Romans 12 and 8. Um, it says, if possible, live peaceably, peaceably. with all men. Yeah. If possible. <laughs> and I usually emphasize the word possible on, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, um, if, <laughs> if, if possible. And I think where we're, we're, we tend to fall short is that we really don't put forth the effort that we should uh, to live peaceably with all men. It's a two-way street. Any relationship is. And um, I, I I usually try to emphasize in my seminars to, you know, that we have to go to great lengths to fulfill scriptures such as Romans 12 and 8, if, if possible, live peaceably with all men. And as you said earlier, it, in, in many cases it, it is not possible. And in a lot of cases it won't be. But it, it makes it clear that we should make an make effort. An attempt. Yeah, sure. yeah in a, in an attempt. And so this is, you know, is where I try to go, uh, is where I'm trying to go with this book uh, to try to help us to, to, to go the extra mile um, to, to put forth that extra effort to get along with uh, with our peers in this individual. Absolutely. And what I think is interesting, Henry, I was just writing on my notes just before you said it, that we can't change people, but we can change how we respond to them. That's and, right. Um, and subsequently, and this is usually in the workplace with your coworkers, it's always going to be somebody that's, right. that's difficult to get along with. And what I find when I come across um, a situation where I have to interact with a person who's very difficult, whether it's deliberate or um, that's just their natural inclination or whatever the case may be, after a period of time, because I'm not going to change who I am. I'm not going to um, lower my self-esteem or certain borders. I'm not going to let anybody cross, and I'm not going to compromise. So I have to adjust my mentality and my thinking about this person because when you give in to their bullying or whatever the tactic is that they're using, their negative attitude or whatever, you give them power that's right. over you. And that's what they look at. And once they see that little weakness or you give them a little inch and they take a mile, they will you know, go all out to try to intimidate right. or whatever the case may be in that particular situation. So I try to kill them with kindness and kill them with love. I and see. nine times sure. out of ten, you know, they they may not like me, but they'll respect me in the long run, and that's my objective. I don't care if you don't like me, you know, but I'm not going to let you disrespect me. And then sometimes they do come around when they see that, that those right. tactics or those antics or those temper tantrums don't work with you. 
Mm-hmm. Right. That's interesting. You used to say that because, uh, uh, you know, Jesus said, love your enemies. That's exactly It's right. easy to love your friends and people who do good to you, but but the real test for us is to find ways to love our enemies. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. That's that's exactly right. Yeah, it's out of uh, Luke thir- uh, six and thirty-five. But but mm-hmm. love your enemies and do yeah. good. I mean, he, he made it clear. I mean, he yeah. he made that very clear when he right. led up to the love your enemies. He said, so you know, others who love those basically in their inner circle are going to do good to those within their inner circle. Yeah, but yeah. we've we've got we've got to take it a step further. We've got to mm-hmm. be higher. We've got to have higher standards. But love your enemies. You know, and it only and it only good. makes us, it only makes us better people in the long run. Right. You know, we have enough That's of that right. going around, and we don't have to be a part of the problem. We need to be a part of the solution. And it's That's difficult right. sometimes. It is very difficult right. dealing with That's people right. who are, you know, manipulating, who are just being difficult just for the sake of it. It's really, really hard, and it's challenging. That's exactly right. I mean, because, you know, it made an interesting point earlier that, um, you know, we give them power when we stoop down to their level. Mm -hmm. But in actuality, in the spiritual realm, we, you know, and and usually the the one who gives in or appear to be, as the younger folks say, the softest um, or the weaker but it, in actuality, it's it's the opposite. You know, you're you're stronger when you show humility. But in the eyes of um, a society, it's, it's actually the opposite. But that's a powerful uh, powerful passage of scripture, loving your enemies, and and it goes on to say, and do good to them which hate you. Right. <laughs> and I, I you know I usually usually be sure to um, include that as well when I'm doing my uh, seminars and speeches uh, around that relationship but, and do good to them which hate you. <laughs> and um, it's and, and, uh, question. I, I think I think this is this is the question in many people's mind that uh, that I've dealt with in these kinds of, of transactions, uh, and that that question that often comes up is, well, if somebody does wrong to me, and uh-huh. I, I love them and 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 continue to do good to them, they'll see that as a sign of weakness on my Ooh, part, right, right, <laughs> and and continue. <laughs> And continue yep. to to uh, do me do me heal <laughs> <laughs> because they see me as being weak and, and right you know uh, but but uh, but you 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 are right in terms of the fact that that does not make you weak it actually makes you right. stronger but right but that person who who sees you <laughs> feels that you are weak. It will continue right. to dump on you. <laughs> so how do you deal with that? You well, have a chapter in your book, I think it's chapter 6, where it talks about take them out with kindness. That's, that's, yeah, I was thinking about that one earlier when you, uh, yeah, it, it's entitled take, take, take them out with kindness. And when we know, uh, when we have the scriptures 
or learn the scriptures and hide them in our heart as as we are instructed to do, and and have a total faith and trust that the 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 word will never fail. I, I think that's what that's this is how it empowers us in our relationship. There's a, a passage in First Corinthians that I know you all uh, you're familiar with. First Corinthians, uh, I think it's around thirteen and eight, the love chapter where it says simply that love never fails, fails. Mm-hmm. never. And, I, and I'd like to emphasize never. Um, sometimes we're, we're a little, we, we want instant results. We live in a society where we want just instant everything right now, including mm-hmm. um, our relationships. Um, but I, I really believe that if we, we understand how love actually uh, helps the other party and how, how effective it is when it's applied and have faith in the word that it never fails mm-hmm. uh, and just let God handle the results. Um, and I think that's that's usually where we come up short where in, this, in terms of we'll try to manipulate the the. the 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 results um and um this is where we fall short i feel most of the time mm-hmm. i'd like to take a moment to give out the call in number for anyone out there that's listening if you'd like to call into the show and add your comments or if you have a question for my guest today reginald e daniel and or and or henry Edmund, edmonds the number to call in is 347-202-0207 as you were saying, did you want to add something to what he was saying, Henry? Oh no, I think he's he hit the head, nail right on the head right there. That that was perfect. Right, because you know it can only benefit us to try to get along with um, those difficult people, and who knows, they may change at some point. That's right. You know? That's right. And and That's a lot exactly. of times we have to kind of hold people accountable for their actions. Especially adults, right. you can't go around disrespecting or, you know, demeaning people or bullying people all your life. You know, if you think about your childhood, the bully always gets beat <laughs> beat up at the end. <laughs> That's right. That's right. The ending always. Well, yeah. I like what he said about love never fails. I mean, because oftentimes, yeah. you know, we we will try something yeah. and then we'll stop. But this is not going to work. This is not going to work. But right. Uh, uh, you know. Continue on. Don't give up. Continue right. to love. You know, because right. because it never fails. That's right. That's right. And and usually the environment that we find ourselves in, uh, the Lord, in His um, He strategically places us where He wants us to be. At, um, for instance, we are with our spouses we're there for the long haul or or for the for a specific season we work in various um environments and until the lord tells us to move on or to we relocate or what have you we're there we're there we're there we're going to be christians but we we're we're assigned to that location and so this is one of the reasons uh I wrote the book was to empower or put the, the necessary tools and resources in the hands of the Christians who have it, who may be having a hard time, difficult or difficult time 
dealing with individuals in those environments that they have been assigned. And so, and you know, if you're going to be at a place and the Lord has called you to be at a specific uh, geographical area or specific job or home or what have you, then you've got to find ways to to um, make the best of that of that season or your time there at that during that or at that stop or absolutely that and 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 in that same vein, sometimes people if we find ourselves always encountering the same type personality, the same type of difficult person everywhere we go, every time we turn around, we're dealing with that same personality, then we need to check ourselves and look. You know, it's something in in me that I need to deal with in order to, um, you know, maybe grow and go to the next step. And, and again, that goes back to what we were saying earlier. um, Dealing with that person is only going to make us better, you know, if we pass the test, so to speak. Right. You know, so if you find yourself in a position where you're dealing with the same type of individual over and over again, it's something that you need to learn in that situation. That's right. It's That's like right. being promoted to the next grade. You're moving from nursery school to right. kindergarten to first grade to second grade, et cetera. That's yeah, right. It also may be a weakness in you. Absolutely. It, it could work both ways. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that it's not them, it's you. Absolutely. <laughs> where the weakness is, and that that you have to be more assertive, more and stronger, and and be uh, uh, able to handle yourself better in right. transactions. That's right. That's right. And, and uh, along those lines, and that's so true. I, uh, I was led to put a section in the book uh, focusing on. The, on you, on, on yourself, as if you—it's uh, entitled when you know who is Y O U. You may be the you know who in question. <laughs> you know, also oftentimes in terms of moats and beans. You know, we—it's easy to see the 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 moat in your brother's eye as as the Bible um, spells it out, but it's, it's often hard to, and difficult for you to see the the beam that's in your own eye. Yeah. So, you know, so sometimes uh, it's it's us. We have issues that we need to address and deal with before we can even attempt to try to solve the, the issues of, of others. So it definitely is an art to getting along with other people. Oh, yeah. That's Do you right. want to elaborate on that a little bit? Oh, yeah. Um. Um, there's relationships on, on every level. I mean, there's all types of relationships. And I I kind of touch on it even in the book um, where even nations, they, ha- they have relationships. Um, wars start and brew up because of bad relationships. Mm-hmm. And when you can, when you, learn to understand the other party and your role, uh, the, the reason why the Lord placed you here, you know, it, it would it would affect your your decisions on on a individual level as well as a you know a, on a larger scale. Um, um, wars start as as I said before because of 
uh, countries who are you know who's, <laughs> so to speak. And just like the individual may, the individuals may possess these signs or exhibit these signs. Nations are the same way, you know. Um, I can watch the six, the six o'clock or six thirty news, and you, you'll find countries who are acting selfish, controversial, bad attitude, negative, controversial. I mean, it's, it's the same thing, but on a larger scale. Mm-hmm. And so, once we we understand that the Lord placed us here for a reason. And it, it, the ultimate reason is to, to give him glory. That's it's the bottom line. So where, you know, whenever he puts us in a specific environment or household or community or state or a, a specific nation, it's to give him glory. <laughs> That's the bottom line. And and what we need to ask ourselves in our homes and on our jobs and in our communities. How can I glorify God in this house, on this job, in this relationship? So when, when I'm having issues with this troubled person on my job, okay, now there is something that I need to get out of this this uh, relationship while I'm here because the Lord hadn't told me to move yet, so I'm here for now. Now, what, you know... I'm here to, to, to get something out of it, but in addition to that, God is to ultimately get the glory out of my stay here. So I'm to to to, to show or to exhibit, to, to magnify the Lord in in every environment that, that I find myself in, and I'm to, to, to glorify him in some way or another in that relationship. Yeah, that's you know reminds me of what we were talking about earlier before you got on the on the line about the vulnerability and and the and the operative word here between nations or between people is fear of being vulnerable. That that's right. why we we got involved in the war in, right. in, uh, in Southeast Asia. That's why we got involved in the in the war right. that we're in right now uh, uh-huh. over in Iran. Uh, in Iraq, rather, uh, it's the fear of being vulnerable, mm-hmm. um, and, and may get involved in, in Iran because we are afraid of being vulnerable. Oh, yeah. That's uh, right. uh, fear of vulnerability, and that That's that right. happens in, in in between nations as well as between individuals. That's right, right, That's and right. we see, and we see that every day here in our own neighborhoods. You know, these kids are are afraid of being vulnerable, so they join these gangs. All of a sudden, they're reinforced, they're empowered. You know, their self-esteem is elevated. Mm -hmm. If we can't get along in our own neighborhoods, in our own communities, then how do we expect, you know... That's right, to to go abroad. (laughs) Absolutely, and then you said something interesting, because it has to start in our own homes. You know, and, right. and a lot of these kids are coming out of homes where I hate to say this, but some of these parents are very difficult to get along with. That's you know, right. and so these kids are dealing with that, you know, that falls down on this child. This child has to go out now to school, so the child has a bad attitude when it gets to school. You know, it's kind of a cyclic um, 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 thing, you know. It, 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 it trickles down. It's a trickle-down effect. It trickles down to the parent 
from the parent to the child. The child carries that to the school. The teacher picks up on a bad attitude, so she's got a bad attitude. You know, all the other kids in the class have have a bad attitude because just one kid is being disruptive. That's you know, right. it's a it's a vicious cycle. That's right. And yeah, and that's so true. And I think it it really stems from our, our lack. We we don't love the Lord the way we are supposed to. Um, around Luke. 10 and 27, it, it, it says that we are to love the Lord thy God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind, and love uh, our neighbor as ourselves. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think, it, you know, once you once you really, really understand who God is, and um, we'll never fully understand on this side the way, you know, we 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 um we think we may or what have you. But once we begin to love him and understand him and how he views us and how he loves that individual and the potential in that individual or that country, um, then we begin to handle our challenged relationships a little different. It all goes back to love. It stems a bit. It, Absolutely. And hopefully yeah, the love it, that we supposedly have for God right. will be demonstrated in our right. own lives. Exactly. Once, At every level. Absolutely. And then once people see that, you know, well, I can be as mean and nasty as I want to her, but she's still going to love me regardless in spite of. Right. Right. You know, that's, that's right. when people are transformed. That's when the magic happens, you know, that's and right. that's, you know, and that's when change takes place. That's right. That's right. Now, because our concept of love is often, and I know y'all, you probably heard it before, it's based on a two-way conditional system. Mm-hmm. In other words, if you love me, I'll love you back. You know, and this is not how we're to base our love. We're to love in spite of mm-hmm. uh, the way we are treated by our opposition. And so it's, it, you know, I think one of the things, one of the hindrances that we face is we have we're just prideful. We prideful on every level, and in order to 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 overcome challenged relationships on any level, you you have to learn to swallow your pride. I mean, mm-hmm. pride is the hindrance of of many a relationship, and uh, I think that's that's the hurdle that many um, just I mean, they straight up they don't want to uh, um, face it or overcome. It's just just pride. <laughs> Did you want to add anything to that, Henry? No, I think he's definitely right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, again, it goes back to that self-love, because once we love ourselves yeah. and respect That's ourselves, right. that will definitely come across to everybody else, and we'll learn to respect you know, the other human being or the spiritual being that's in that person that we're looking at and dealing with. That's and right. again, that's sometimes a lot easier said than done. That's true. That's true. Because that's I, true. I, I, mm-hmm. no, no, I'm sorry. Go, no, ahead. go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, how can a a man uh, being crucified uh, can say, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do," or uh, "Father, hold this sin or not this sin to their charge"? In in case of of Stephen. It, 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 it's, it's bigger than us. 
you know, when when our enemies are, uh, are crucifying us, they're they're you know, it's they, God still loves them. He loves them he, the way He loves us, and and uh, He cares for them. There's hope for them, and ultimately, it so that God can get the glory out of our lives and our situations. Mm-hmm. And so regardless, I mean, they were at the point of death and still praying for the enemies, you know. Right. And here we are not being literally stoned or crucified, but we're, you know, and and, and we, we feel that, you know, just we give up or don't not willing to put forth the effort to, to make it, um, better, right? And if we continue to focus on the negative in that person, we kind of minimize right, right, positive. Right. And I think people have a tendency to do that. And you alluded to that earlier when you were talking about the um, mote in somebody's eye. Mm-hmm. Know, yeah, we can't right. focus on the negative. We have to. Um, and a lot of people they're not used to hearing good things said about them because you right. know they may have grown up in such a negative environment that that's all they know. Right. we learn through our environment a lot of times. Right. That's right. And so if a child is growing up in a household where there's no demonstration of love, and then that child grows up to be an adult who doesn't know how to give love. That's, and so how would right. you how would you deal with a person like that, Henry? And I'm sure you've run across people like that during your time of pastoring and counseling mm-hmm. um, people. Oh, I, I run into situations even worse than that. <laughs> <Not sure. laughs> but uh, you know, uh, the the only thing that we can do, like I've said before, is 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 control how we react and respond to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that and 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 we we've got to continue to love them in spite of their their self. Right. Um, that's all we can do in many cases uh, because we can't teach them uh, right. uh, by by giving them uh, a lecture. We can teach them by our actions only. Right. Uh, right. One situation that I was involved in, this is just... Uh, uh, well, let me see if I can do this without divulging any names. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the situation was this, uh, that uh, my wife and I, and I always like either took my wife or a deacon to, to meetings when I met with people. Well, this, this one situation, uh, I had my wife with me, and, and we just stopped past the lady's house to uh, see how she was doing because she hadn't been to church in a while, and either her or her husband. Uh, they had been sick. And so we stopped by to see how they were doing. Well, uh, you know, time went on, and, and I, I thought everything was okay. Uh, but uh, I guess about uh, maybe two or three weeks went by, and uh, she showed up at uh, a deacon's meeting and accused me and my wife of cussing her out. Well, now, anybody that ever knew me from childhood <laughs> knows that I don't cuss. <laughs> that's just that's just not in my vocabulary. I can I can find words to say if I really want to 
if I really want to get you straight, I, I mean, I, I, I have a, a vocabulary that I can use that does not include four-letter words. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, she showed up to think it's meeting and, 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 uh, and accused my wife and I of cuss, coming to her house and cussing her out. Well, you know, uh, all I can say about to this woman is, you know, God forgive you, uh, I love you, and and let it go at that. And, you know, if the deacons believe that, that's, that's their problem. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not going to even try to defend myself for something like that, you know. Uh, but uh, eventually she came back and apologized. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it was a half apology, but you know you have to understand it was, it was the best she could do. Absolutely. <laughs> and that and that was probably a very hard thing for her to do as well. Yeah, it was difficult, very difficult. Yeah, I'm sure. So, and I accepted it. Believe it. Absolutely good for you, because one of the things that you talk about in your book, Reginald, is to know your role in any relationship. That's right, and That's the pur- right. and and your purpose is always to take the high road to victory. Right, that's that's exactly right, and that, I think that's what, what what Jesus was was going when he said, "Love your enemies," because you know enemies. If, when you have a, an enemy, you're going if you stoop to that level, it's hard to distinguish one from another or whatever. But if you you take the high road, that ultimately gives God the glory. And that's what we're here for. We're, we're here. We're assigned here on earth for a specific season uh, to give him glory in our lives and through our relationships. And uh, taking the high road ultimately gives him glory. And uh, now sometimes we don't know how uh, I mean, the, exactly. We, we have to go to him for specific ways on how to take the higher road. Or and what, that, what I was going to ask you, can you, like, give an illustration to the listening audience in case someone, well, because everybody that's listening to this show isn't right. a Christian, so they right. may not be able right. to relate to a lot of things okay. that you're talking about. So right. for someone who isn't a Christian and whose objective is not to give God the glory, what would you say to that person as, um, as far as taking a high road and what it means to them to do so? Well, uh, first of all, it's um, it's it's tough. When, when you when you don't have the Lord working with you or in you, uh, it, it's it's tough uh, taking the high road because it, it all goes through Him. So I would tell the non-believer first of all to give your life to 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 Christ, so Amen. that you'll be empowered to to be empowered to 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 take the high road when those challenges come, and so. Uh, that that would be my first step, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I feel that it's a, it's it's a losing battle trying to to love that we are supposed to love, and to get along the way we're supposed to get along without uh, being empowered from from uh, by God on high. So that would be that your their first step. Um, and but but for those who have already given their lives to Christ. Um, you know there there there's ways that uh, and I I broke it down in the book that you know prayer just simply pray just praying Lord 
And I usually I usually go to the Lord when I encounter you know who would pop up in my <laughs> life or whatever. I, I pray and I call their entire name, Lord John Doe or such and such is uh, you know giving, I'm having a time with them, and you know I I usually and I pray for them, mm-hmm. you know I pray for their family, I pray for their well being, I pray for you know that they have success and prosperity and I, I pray for them mm-hmm. and I believe I'm a firm believer that the Lord hears and answers my prayer and I stand firm on, on on that and so when I take that person before the Lord in faith knowing that the Lord will will honor my prayer that ultimately helps my relationship over time when I in, as I encounter that person over you know on a daily basis and then, and, sometimes, I like, and then sometimes it may be even necessary to remove yourself from that situation to get away oh yeah. from it so you can oh yeah. um, get a right. different perspective, kind of clear your head oh and give yeah. that person yeah. time to clear their head. That's and true. And change yeah. all that negative environment. That's right. And and I and it's funny, and that, it's good you you um you said that because usually when I pray that when I pray for that individual, he'll he'll do a number of things. He'll remove me. He'll remove that person, or he'll just change the he'll change their hearts, or allow something to happen. It's just funny, and every case is different, you know. Right. And and he'll handle every situation of just a little different. But it ultimately we're to go through him. Um, and um, that's and, what, and like you said, it it a lot depends on the significance of that relationship. Because earlier Henry was right. talking about um, a class that he and his wife teach with husband and wives, and in, uh-huh. and those kind of loving relationships. And I think you may have alluded this uh, to this in your book, it, uh, the importance of visualizing a loving relationship. And that goes back right. to what we were saying earlier. Instead of oh, always yeah. focusing on a negative, see that that's relationship. Right. You know, oh, the yeah. way that you want it to be a successful relationship where you're both communicating effectively and resolving problems and finding solutions to whatever those issues are. That's yeah, right. I, you know, uh, I, I think uh, you really hit the nail on the head when you indicated that the, the first uh, step is to be in Christ. You know, that's I mean, right. that that's it's, it, yeah. you can't say it any better than that. Uh, if you want authentic relationships authentic relationships you need to be in Christ uh, there is a divine human connection we learn love by loving by by the love that God gives us we learn to love others by that right. love that he gives to us and so once we we can truly love him then we can love others we cannot right. we cannot have an authentic listen listen you cannot have an authentic love relationship with another human being unless you love Christ. That's right. That's right. That's true. 90 seconds. So we have about uh, a minute left to the show. We're going to wrap it up. Um, you're listening to Far Rock Live. My guest today is Reginald Daniel, the author of the book, Getting Along With You Know Who, and it is a practical approach to relationship building. And do you want to tell our audience, uh, Reginald, how they can go about getting a copy of this book? Okay, sure. Um, um, and contacting you as well if they, you know, have any further Okay. Okay. 60 uh, my, seconds. My personal email is rdauthor 
at gmail.com. That's R as in Reggie, D as in Daniels, author at gmail.com. My my website is divineinterceptions.com. That's D-I-V-I-N-E-I-N-T-E-R-C-E-P-T-I-O-N-S.com. And um, you can just contact me personally by email if you need any coaching seminars or anything or any speaking engagements or interviews. Feel free to give me a, a, a buzz via email or through the website. Thank you for that information. And Henry, thank you so much for co-hosting with me. It's I've been delightful. <laughs> I appreciate it. Is there any contact Ten seconds. you want to give out no. to the audience to contact you for no, counseling? Don't, okay. Don't <laughs> okay. Well, I'd like to take this moment then to thank the sponsor of tonight's segment, Allstate agent, Mr. Ernest Green, owner of Allstate Insurance Company, located here in Durham at 2310 South Miami Boulevard, Suite B1, Durham, North Carolina, 27703, and you can contact him for your insurance needs at 919-484-2493. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for being on Far Rock Live. Thanks for having us. Good to meet you, Henry. Nice meeting you. I'm I'm glad we'll meet in person one of these days. Here's to you Thank you so much. And that's going to do it for our show today. I am your host, Shirley. Thank you so much for tuning in to Far Rock Live. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.